we got to go approach God and, and minister in his kingdom and give back and call out to him and everything else. We can't just, we, we often get that idea of, you know, God, give me, give me, give me, which he loves to do because that's his heart. He's the most generous God. He's the only God, only true God. But he isn't looking for a bunch of welfare recipients, is he? He's looking for people that actually have a heart for him and willing to go after him. And willing to work in his kingdom and press forward. Because it says the kingdom of God is coming forcibly and the strong take it by force. Or something like that. That's my own paraphrased version. But it's the truth. The strong take it by force. We have been often taught that this kingdom of God is something for the weak. But it's not. It's for the strong. It's for the people that are willing to go after God and just wrestle with them. Jacob wrestled with the angel of the Lord and said, I'm not letting go of you until you bless me. That's who he's looking for. Why did he pick Jacob? Because he's one that would wrestle. He's one that would grab at God. And one would pull him down. And one would desire the higher things in life. Remember Jacob and Esau. Esau gave up his birthright for the immediate. A bite to eat. But Jacob was willing to give up what he had in his substance right now for the future. That's the type of people we have to be called to be. A people that are like that. A people that, that give up what they have of their own for later. I don't know if I turned this on, did I? Oh, it's on. Cool. Good. Somebody's taking care of me over there. <laughs> I like that. I kind of want to speak a little bit again about what I was touched on last week. And I want to touch on it again. I want to tie a couple loose ends together. Not loose, but uh, I want to tie the end of hope and about hope. And I want to continue on that for a minute. And I want to take the other part, and it's about Romans, which we left off a couple months ago, and talk about that a little bit, and then begin to bring them together, because we're going to go forward uh, on hope a little bit. I've got to grab a paper towel for this. Somebody grab a paper towel for me over here. Your coffee got knocked over. So I'm going to have you take a look at this scripture we've seen before. It's my favorite scripture, so you'll see it again. Matthew six nineteen through 24. Can I have somebody read that? Over the microphone? Six. I've forgotten. I'll tell you what. I think it's 19 through 24. I think. Very familiar spirit. You know, uh, scripture, you know it all. Six nineteen. This one starts with do not store up. Do not lay up for yourselves treasures on earth where moth and rust destroy, where thieves break in and steal. But lay up for yourselves treasures in heaven where neither moth nor rust destroys and where thieves do not break in and steal. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. Yeah, stop there for a second. Okay, what is it, what is it saying there? Give me, tell me, what, what, do you, what do you get from that? What is the normal thing? What do you, what do you think of when you read that? Do you guys read that a lot, that scripture? Is that one of your favorite ones, too? Yeah. First one God, first scripture God ever gave me is that one. So what is, what is it saying? Hmm? All right. It's very true. What else? Uh, I'm at, uh, which what? Uh, uh, six. Mark. Matthew, Matthew, Matthew 6, 19. Okay, 
So what else is it talking about? It's talking don't store up your things for, for the, with finance of the day. Don't be consumed with things of the earth. But it's really con- doing something else. It's contrasting two things, isn't it? What was this? Huh? Hmm? 19. It's contrasting two things. What's it contrasting? Yeah, make friends, but it's contrasting two things. It's contrasting two kingdoms, guys. It's contrasting the kingdom of this world with the kingdom of God. Because it's a choice that we we have to make every single day. You know, it says today, choose who you'll serve. You know, that really means every single day. A couple of weeks ago, we had a recommitment thing and people came forward. That was very good. But it's every morning when you get up, you have to make that choice. It's every morning when you get up, you have to say, I'm going to choose to follow one kingdom or the other. Every morning you will choose because there really is only two choices. One of the things the enemy loves to do is cloud the matter. He wants to make everything look like there's multiple multiplicity of different ways of going. But there really is only two. You're either going after God or you're going after the things of the world. Just serving yourself. Those are the two things. If you can understand that and deduce it down to those two things, life will be a lot easier on you. But so here is saying, okay, here's this one kingdom, and it's temporary, isn't it? It's, it's something that's good. Things are going to rot. Things are going to go away. Rust, wear out, all the stuff. So it's not a good thing to put your trust in. Read the next scripture, all, all the way to the end, to the 24. The lamp of the body is the eye, and therefore your eye is good. Your whole body will be full of light. But if your eye is bad, your whole body will be full of darkness. And therefore, the light that is in you is darkness. How great is that darkness? 24 also? Yeah, keep on going. No one can serve two masters, for either he will hate the one and love the other, or else he will be loyal to the one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and mammon. Yeah, God and mammon. Can't do it. Those two things, those two different kingdoms. Now, what it says, and I've mentioned to you before, it says, don't be, that word is single-eyed. It says, be single-eyed. Don't have double vision. Because if you have double vision, you lose. If you have single vision, why? So, if you break that down, what? If you try to pick both things, you're gonna, you're, it's not going to work, right? You're going to be filled with darkness. Why? A heart's going to go to what? the kingdom of the world. It's going to go to it. He's saying if you put these things up and you have those both in, you really want both those things, you're going to gravitate to the kingdom of this world. You're going to gravitate to the riches. I talked to you about that last week about the book of Judges. Guys, go up and uh, if you weren't here, or even if you were, listen to that again on, on Mercy last week. I have it on the podcast on the website, breakpointbridge.com. But listen to that. We really do. We, we have a cycle that goes around and around. You cannot have both God and money. When you look at them both in one mode. And so if you pick the, the things of what? If you pick the things of this world, it's going to rot. It's not going to be good. If you pick the things of God, what? Forever. But not only that, not only forever. So if you make a choice, the wrong choice, you're going to get dust in your mouth. You make the right choice, he's going to bless you. You're going to have God. And you're going to have the things of the world as well. Though you can't go after both. Leave that your heart after both, because you 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 will betrayed 
be betrayed and be filled with darkness. But if you go after the kingdom of God, you will get the other. Now, I talked about last week, why is that? Remember what that was, why you can't do that? Anybody remember? Anybody here last week? What did I say about God? He's a jealous God. Jealous God. And you know how many times it says that I counted in there? 23 times. He said 23 times that I'm a jealous God. Do you think he's a jealous God? You know, a lot of things, if something said once, it's important. If it said twice, it's important. If it said 23 times, I think it's very important. What he says, how many of you have been in love? Yeah. Good. Hope you're still in love, huh? <laughs> By the way, it's our anniversary coming tomorrow. So. It's kind of a funny thing. It's a great. It's our 24th year. I've been thinking it's our 25th year for five years now. So I can't wait till after next year. Then I will know that I've got that 25 in. But I keep on, for about when we had our 20th, I kept on saying, it's our 25th year, isn't it, hon? And she actually thought so, too, so don't. We kept on, yeah, it's been that long, I'm sure. <laughs> but it was a great view along the ride, right? <laughs> but anyway, but <laughs> 25 years, where is I? I'm out there. But jealous God. God is a jealous God. He really is a jealous God. He really means what he says. He says it 23 times in there. It's one of the commandments. Why is that? He will have no no God before him. He wants to have us. He is so flat in love with us that that he'll do anything for us. But as anybody that's really, really in love and they have another lover, I think it's pretty angry. And so we said last week, because it's a jealous God, anything that gets in the way, if you choose that kingdom... Of gold and riches and clothes and houses, it's going to rot because it's it's a dead kingdom. That kingdom, of course, is the kingdom of what? It's kingdom of the world, kingdom of darkness, kingdom of Satan, whatever way you want to say it. All three are the same. It's a fallen world. The king of this world, the ruler of this world today, is the devil. Bible says, and this and it's in a place of decay. But one day it will be redeemed. The redeem, redemption started with Christ and is here and yet to come. A complex concept that we don't have time for today. And I don't know if I could fully, I know I couldn't fully explain it to you. Because I don't think anybody can. But we're, there's a regeneration coming. And we're called for that regeneration. We're called to, to, call to choose that because it's, it's life. And if we choose the wrong thing, we have death. Because God loves us so much. That he wants us, he is willing, just like a good parent. Even if a kid wants that chocolate over and over and over again, he knows it's not good for him. You know, he knows what, what maybe you should do something else. I really like chocolate. <laughs> something other kind of thing. But he knows to choose the right thing for his children because he wants the best for them. And you see, if you eat this other thing, he knows, and that's your heart is the candy. He knows you're going to want to live on that and you're going to die on that. And if you choose him, you're going to have eternal life. If you choose him, you're going to have the, the, the reality that God wants to bring into your life. But he is a jealous God. And I said to you last week very clearly uh, that uh, if you're continually getting disappointed, 
The problem might be in what you want. How can you be disappointed if your portion is Christ? If your real portion is Christ, there's nothing can disappoint you. Is there? Because he never leaves you. There's nothing. Now, we're humans, and we're going to get pulled off at different times over and over again. There's bad things that happen that cause us to lose our focus. But truthfully, if we held the gaze perfectly, it's for him. And he never goes, and we never, ever, ever, ever will be disappointed. Doesn't mean it'll always be easy. Doesn't mean you won't struggle. And doesn't mean bad things don't happen. But it means you won't be disappointed because if that is truly your treasure, you will get it. And you get it now and later. So, some of the stuff that, that we've been disappointed with, some of the things we've longed for, some things we desired with all of our heart, when we go after them, we end up finding that they rot away, just like that scripture says. And that rotting away and that going away is God's mercy because he loves us so much. It's not because he's being hard, but he's a good parent that cares more for your well-being than if you get mad at him because you didn't get what you want. Him being a father, he'll also give you things that you shouldn't have if you bug him enough. And that's a bad thing on our part. There's a lot of times in the scriptures they'll talk about that where people receive what they asked for and it really wasn't what God wanted for them. But sometimes they'll just give you. Just like your kids, sometimes you just give them some of the stuff that's not really good for them just because you want to bless them right now so he'll hold on for later. And sometimes he does that. So be careful what you pray for and demand of God because the very things you may demand of God may be the very things that will cause you problems in your life. That guy, that girl that you want, that thinks you got to have. I remember when we moved out here uh, from Orange County, I wanted this house so bad. I mean so bad. And I, I pressed and I, I, I begged God for it. I did all the stupid things that I could possibly do for it. And I didn't end up getting it. I almost got it. And I look at it now, now as I know Malibu better, uh, and now and what he's given me. And it could not compare with what he wanted to give me. And that's just, and that's earthly stuff. Can you imagine what it is on the heavenly things? Heavy things, it's even so much more. So, there's many things fighting for our attention. Good things. Man was deceived by uh, the good of the knowledge of, uh, of the tree of knowledge of good and evil. He was deceived by the good of it, not the bad of it. But it could have been by the bad. But it was all bad, because it wasn't what God was doing and giving and wanting at the time. But good, bad, uh, gold, uh, knowledge, information, all that stuff competes with us for our attention. And sometimes we fight so hard, we may find that we're fighting against God for what he really wants to bring in our life. But if we begin to trust him to bring in our life what he wants to bring in our life, we're going to have something called everlasting life and joy here on earth. But if we don't, we're going to lose our hope. You know where hopes come from? We talked about hope is based upon our focus. It comes from focus, being centered on Christ, practicing God's presence, we mentioned. Uh, It comes on a follow-through, too. It comes from doing what God called us to do. I remember I talked one time about, I listed all these different things that every one of you wanted in life. I mean, there was tons of things. 
And I asked you, what was in common with all those things? And what was in common with all those things is if you put into practice the scriptures. 165 times it says obey God. And that's just what I counted. There's more than that in there. That's just the ones I've actually counted. But if you obey God, if you follow through, because, you know, in, in uh, uh, what is that scripture? Romans 5. Uh, we're going to start off with that, and I'm going to lead into Romans 5, and not going to really go much more than just kind of review Romans 5, and we'll start at Romans 5, 6 uh, next week. But Romans 5 is, is a scripture that says this, uh, Therefore, since we have been justified through faith, we have peace with God through the, our Lord Jesus Christ, through whom, always remember that, through, it's always through, always in and through Christ, through whom we have gained access by faith into the grace in which we now stand. And we rejoice and hope for the glory of God, not only so, but we also rejoice in our sufferings, because we know that suffering produces perseverance, perseverance, character, and character hope. And the hope does not disappoint us because God has poured out his love into our hearts by the Holy Spirit whom he has given us. That word suffering, trials, tribulations, testings, and we talked about many times that the Old Testament version of testings and trials very often was a condemnation thing or a punishment for what was done wrong. But New Testament, it's always training. So the trials and pressures and stresses and struggles that we have and the sufferings we have are to train us, the scriptures would tell us, uh, to produce perseverance in us. Those things, those things are to develop perseverance in us. And the scripture says perseverance develops character and character hope. Trials, perseverance, character hope. Trials, perseverance, character hope. Think about that over and over and over again. Those trials are for the purpose to develop in you the persevering heart. The one that says, I won't give up until you bless me. One like Jacob had when he wrestled with the angel of the Lord. That perseverance thing brings the character. Because remember, when, 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 when we had that wrestling of Jacob there, and he touched his hip, he says, you'll no longer be called Jacob, which means usurper. I'm a take from you. I'm a taker. He'll be called Israel. And he was changed at that because he persevered. You're called to persevere. And in persevering that, you will become who God called you to be. Because that perseverance will bring you to the character which will give you the hope and will not disappoint us. Because he loves us, it says. That process of problems in your life, that process of a stress and all that other stuff, is to build the perseverance, character, and hope in your life. Without it, you won't have it. Now, a lot of people choose to go down the street to hear everything's going to be good. You get a little bit of God in your life, you're going to have everything you want. It's a flat lie from the pit of hell. I don't care which church it is. It's from the pit. The truth is that you give your life wholly and completely to God. Every bit. Serve Him only. And when you do that, He will give you all the gold and, and the riches that you want. He'll give you the blessing of the world as well. And he'll develop in your character and perseverance and hope. 
that will not disappoint you and will bring salvation in your life. But if you choose the other and choose to serve the other, yourself, you're serving the pit of hell. And that has a consequence too. And that consequence, I don't care what, how much ministry you do, I don't care where you go, what you do, what you sow, you shall reap. If you sow in that wrong field, you will reap in the wrong field. If you sow in the kingdom of the world, you will reap in the kingdom world. If you sow in the kingdom of God, you will reap in the kingdom of God. And it will be full. It will be the blessing of God. It will be the love of God. It will be the salvation of God. And it will also be what he put on earth. Because remember, he put the stuff on earth to be a blessing to you. When we were in the garden, we had everything. We had, we had the whole thing. It was all ours. That was his present to us. And we were so foolish that we gave it away. And we still give it away every day by choosing the wrong kingdom. So I, next week I'm going to pick up with uh, uh, Romans 5, 6. And we're going to go on from there because I can't start that one. It is a very heavy scripture that teaches you really the gospel and the understanding of the kingdom of God. It's, it's probably one of the most pregnant scriptures, list of scriptures I've ever seen. It's just packed with, with what the kingdom is. And it's something we're going to have to look at and go through. We're going to go through Romans because in Romans is secret of the gospel. And it's a gospel that as you understand that gospel, you won't be shaken. And when things come against you, you won't be put off from that. And when, when, when you walk down that thing and you understand that, you not only be able to explain it to others, but you will have a foundation in your life that will, that will not be shaken. So now I'm going to ask anybody who wants prayer to come forward and we'll pray for you for whatever reason, whether it's sickness, uh, whether it's uh, emotional things, uh, whether it is the things we talked about today. I want you to come forward. So I'm going to pray right now, and our ministry team come up here, and you'll, they'll pray for you. So ministry team, come forward as I pray. Father, seal in the hearts of every single person here and every person that listens to this message the truth that you've uh, empowered me to speak, the truth that you have uh, want to sow in the hearts of every man called for your purposes. Impregnate them with your word, that they become overflowing with your presence, that they will bring your presence to whoever they come in contact. Annihilate the works of the enemy in our life, Lord. Correct us, deal with us. We ask that it not be hard testing, but we ask that the, the testing come to bring the harvest in us that you want to bring. So I ask that your presence increases right now. I ask for more of your presence and more of your deliverance to come in this room. I ask for more freedom in this room, that we, every person in here would be free to live a life after you the way you've called them to do. We love you, Lord. We honor you. Sow up us this message in us that it will never leave. Implant it in our hearts and let it take root. In your holy name, we pray, amen.